Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. We are happy to be with you. We're not sure that you're going to say that. But I have some items here that I'm sure we're all familiar with. But I want to know which is the right way to put it. Is it this way or is it this way? So in the front or the back, here's the wall. This is the way and this is the way. Let's vote. This way or this way? Which one looks like your toothpaste? Pushed up from the bottom, like I always do, or squeezed from any position you grab it, like other people have done. How many do this? How many do this? So the important thing in a marriage, and we have a young married couple, Maybe more and we one. have an engaged couple here today, the thing you want to understand from this little illustration is don't sweat the little things. <laughs> Pick your battles to win the war. Don't fuss about every little thing. So what's every little thing look like to you? <laughs> there are lots of little things that can come along that if not dealt with, what happens? They fester, right? We, they fester. Don't look like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're thinking about the little things this morning as well as some big, really important things. But as we've been married for quite a long time, there have been a lot of little things that have come along. When God brought us together, he knew that we were very much alike in our background and in our values and our spiritual beliefs. Fortunately, both of us knew the Lord before we got married. We were weak Christians. But we had given our lives to him. So that, that was a good start, right? But it didn't eliminate little things. And so what he brought together was somebody who likes to do everything fast and someone who's a slowpoke. Okay? Yeah. Those can be...
be issues. I mean, it may sound silly, but those can really become issues. Then um, not only does he like to be fast, but he likes to be early everywhere. Now, I don't get that. I mean, I understand being on time. I don't like late, but I like scoot in at the, you know, just right at the last minute, but not late. And I still am okay with that, but he is not. Do you think that's ever been a little thing? Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then there's, um, I married a neat Nick. I married someone who likes everything in its place all the time, nice and clean. And I like that about him, but I don't like that he wants that of me. <laughs> Actually, that's not the case. I, I do like that, but I'm not, I could live with not everything in its place, you know? I'm not a mess. I just could live with that. So do you think that's ever been an issue? Yeah. Okay. And then there's something a little bit more issue-ish, and that is I'm basically gentle-spirited. And um, Vern is not gentle-spirited. Okay. His heart is, but outwardly he's not so gentle-spirited. And uh, sometimes the word could even be harsh, right, babe? I mean, yeah, you I agree guess. with that. Yeah. yeah. So these are issues that, if not properly dealt with, can, like I said, fester, and they can be bigger, and they can escalate ridiculously. Let me interrupt. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I was a high school college coach for 45 years, and I coached outside sports as well as inside sports so I had an outside voice oh yeah very you could hear me 40 yards down the field <laughs> but I failed to drop that <laughs> frequency when I came in the house and so I became more gentle during these 55 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking that during the 55 years. All right, I think probably the biggest issues that we've had to deal with, and the issues here are not the big thing we're heading for this morning, but we're beginning with this, and that is Vern is very disciplined um, with himself. He's disciplined with just about everything he does. And I admire that, and I have needed that, okay? But sometimes it gets to be a little bit much, and I am very pro, and I procrastinate. Yes. Even mother says, where did you get that? I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that is still an issue, but we talk about it, and God knew that I needed someone who did not procrastinate in my life. I've often thought, and we've talked about it too, we talk. <laughs> and that is, what if I had married somebody like I am? Ooh, nothing would have gotten done. <laughs> maybe, maybe. If he had married, yeah, if he had married uh, somebody just like him, oh my. <laughs> so isn't God great when he puts people together that he knows 
yep, they're different. And it can be a major issue. But if it's tempered with the Holy Spirit, it comes together. Now, back to the little things. In the Song of Solomon, that wonderful love uh, book in the Old Testament, there's a verse in chapter 2, verse 15, and uh, Solomon's fiance is talking to him. And uh, little things have come up, and she says, catch, for, catch those foxes. Catch those foxes, because those little, cute little baby foxes are going to spoil the vine of our blossoming love story. Now, what are those foxes? Some of those foxes are what we've just been talking about. Now, what's more important? All of the issues that I have talked about with Vern and me, what's more important? Those or, and me being right or whatever, or him? What's more important in the bottom line? Being right or not adjusting or griping at him because of this and thinking I'm just fine like I am? Or is it, is he more important in this relationship? And that's something that I've had to remind myself a lot, is he's more important than all of this. So give it a rest. Yeah. He's telling me to keep moving here. Okay. Okay. Sadly enough, 55% of all married couples have been married for at least 15 years. Now, that's a good thing. 55. 55, sorry. Uh, and according to the census report, I have to read this because I don't remember statistics. Yeah. Okay. 35% have celebrated their 25th anniversary. That's good. Getting there. Only 6% have made it to more than 50 years. There are a lot of reasons for that. Sometimes it's, it's death, of course. But somehow, someway, every marriage has its struggles of some sort, right? If we're really honest with that. Um, remember the old song, breaking up is hard to do, but then getting back together is really exciting. Sometimes that works that way. Many, many marriages morph into something that it wasn't intended to be, that no one ever dreamed that it would be. And at some point, we need something sturdier than romance. Yeah. We need something deeper than shared interests, and that's really important, shared interests, and a mutual attraction. Some of us get old and fat. Okay. We need changed expectations and we need radical commitment. I underlined and squiggled that because sometimes that's what it takes, just radical commitment to your spouse. And most importantly, the grace of God. The grace of God. Okay. Ephesians 5, 21 and th through 33 tough stuff in a way, wonderful, glorious in another way. And uh, sometimes it's hard to read this, but it's familiar, right? Have you, you've seen this, you've read this, you've heard this before. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. If you keep in mind it's because of Jesus that we can do this submitting. Wives, 
submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. I'm going to interject something here. That doesn't mean that God wants us to be like um, um, a mat at the front door that you wipe your feet on. What do you call those? Floor mat. No. Doormat. Doormat. <laughs> Thank you. That's not what he is saying at all. Submitting can be glorious if it's done through the power of Christ. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. I've seen that. He who loves his wife loves himself. And after all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband, whether he deserves it or not, ladies. And maybe sometimes he doesn't. God says, respect him. If you treat him with respect, lo and behold, he might deserve it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I found a verse, uh, I'm reading a book written by one of my friends, and he was talking about his wife, and so I copied this verse, I think it fits in, May your, it's found in Proverbs 5.18, and Brian doesn't have that, so I'll read it. A portion of it says, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Some of you are probably wondering what 55 years means, so I'm going to tell you. 660 months, 2,860 weeks, 20,020 days, 480,480 hours, 28,828,800 minutes, over a billion and 500 million, 632,300 seconds. Oh. I'm tired. I'm tired already. <laughs> 12 dogs, two kids, Chris and Eric, three grandkids, Chris and Taylor and Bailey. We coached and taught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds 
of kids. I've coached 1,500 boys myself. Wonderful memories, <coughs> difficult, very difficult days. Lots of laughter and tears. Somebody told Bevan the reason our marriage has lasted so much is she laughs at most everything I say. <laughs> Doesn't speak well of me. <laughs> <laughs> we lived on two continents. We lived in six states. A few great vacations. Countless blessings. Countless number of friends and acquaintances, caregivers of our parents. We were married on August 21st, 1964, at 7 o'clock in Duncan Memorial Chapel really in Crestwood, Kentucky. I don't care if they care. <laughs> See what I mean? And it was in three, de three digits in the building. You mean no the, air kit. The heat, yeah. the heat yeah. was out the roof. So that's a little about what 55 years has meant. I couldn't put on paper many of the things that I wish I could explain, but it hasn't all been roses. And I admire, and I say this completely out of respect, Bevan, for sticking it out because sometimes as a coach, I brought home a loss. I brought home the guys playing terrible, and she was the only one I could talk to. So sometimes I yelled at her. She had nothing to do with it. I just needed to vent. But it got better because we started to win. Oh. <laughs> and if Mel, if Mel were here, he'd say, Amen, because he was part of that. A lot of people, when you get married, that are much older, they give this advice to you. So I see a young married couple back here, Jessica and her husband. Who's the engaged couple? Right oh, here. good deal. Okay. A lot of advice, and I'm going to read some. Keep a date night. People think that's important. It is. Never go to bed angry. That's probably important. Make your relationship... I get some of that water. Make your relationship the first priority... Don't walk out during an argument. But the best advice on marriage I ever heard was forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. What forgiveness means? In time, I learned that feelings of forgiveness follow the choice, the choice to forgive. Read that again. In time, I learned that feelings of forgiveness follow the choice to forgive. When you forgive someone, you stop feeling angry. In scripture, we find that forgiveness is an action made in the midst of negative feelings 
making it a beautiful expression of love. When we say with vulnerable honesty, I am hurt, I love you, and I forgive you, our relationships grow in depth and strength. Choosing to quickly forgive shouldn't be mistaken with pretending we aren't disappointed. We've hurt our spouse. Choosing to quickly forgive recognizes the point at which it is time to move forward. It means that we do not withhold affection or kindness from our spouse during this time. We don't go into silent mode for weeks. We don't look at them. We don't talk to them, etc. We do not sulk or complain or go to a friend and tell them our problems. It means that even if sorting through a problem takes months of hard work, we will continue to love each other well into the midst of that work. We will not wait until we feel like it before we choose to extend grace. Why forgiveness matters. Scripture offers us a picture of forgiveness that is intentional. Many times it instructs us to make mending broken relationships a priority. It is in the lingering that damage occurs. Withholding forgiveness until we feel better becomes poison to our marriages. This is not those moments when loving someone is hard. This is one of those moments, sorry. This is one of those moments. Perhaps I believe I'm right. Maybe she not apologized or she apologized quickly and we didn't have time to sulk over it. Maybe I doubt that she truly understood our reasons for being upset. Or I don't want to admit that I might be wrong. And at the end of the day, being mad feels good. <laughs> Why does it feel good? Why do I want to stay mad at Bevan? There are likely a dozen reasons that could be suggested, but here is my honest assessment based on my own heart. When I'm mad at Bevan, somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I try to convince myself that I'm right because I'm better. Duh. <laughs> I deserve to stay mad and she deserves to be discomforted. I deserve, sorry, it is an ugly lie that I give into, self-righteousness that my heart buys into, 
and it keeps me from loving Bevan like God would want me to love her. God offers us forgiveness as a measure of pure grace. While we were still separated from him, full of sin, he poured out his love and made a way of forgiveness through Christ on the cross. From this place, we forgive without condition or manipulation, setting aside our pride, we extend to each other the sweet grace that we have received from him. The Bible tells us that Christ is the forgiveness of sins. Jesus taught us to pray by asking that the Father would forgive us according to the same measure we forgive each other. If God can turn his heart toward us with deep love and compassion, how can we choose to relay anything any less? If we ask God to change us, and if we choose to be purposeful about this act of forgiveness, and we ask God with the Spirit's help to control our minds and forget, not rehash, not sit there and mull over in your mind the issue. It's hard to forget. It might be easy to forgive, and we say we forgive, but we have to control our minds to the point that we forget. The Lord says he forgets our sins and throws them in the deepest part of the sea and separates us from east to the west from him. I am confident that not only will our hearts be changed, but that we will also meet Jesus in a beautiful and new way. In our wedding ceremony, Bevan quoted some verses to me that I really didn't know I had never read before and I didn't really know what, why she was saying it, but the longer we were married, the more true and real this special verse, two verses for me, and I'm sure for her, found in Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. This is the Bevan version. Okay. <coughs> Where you go, I will go. And where you live, I want to live. I want your people to be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will de die. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death <laughs> separates you and me. I mean that more than ever today. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We say we're going to love and comfort and cherish and honor each other in the vows to the end of our days, right? And we mean that. We mean that with all of our hearts. We mean that. Thank you. Okay. We say we will do these things and we will be faithful, not just when we feel like it. Women. Oh, moods, right? So we must be careful when we don't feel like it. For better and for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, all of those things that we have heard and we have said. When we don't feel like it at all. In other words, the vows we make could hardly be more extravagant. We give away our freedom. We take on ourselves each other's burdens. And we bind our lives together. The question is, what do we get in return? Well, we get each other. There's always the other to listen to and to talk to. There's still somebody to get through the night with and to wake up with in the next morning. And if we have kids, we can give them as well as each other roots and wings. You say roots? I say roots. <laughs> R-O-T-T-S. Just like creek and crick, right? If we don't have children, then we each become the other's child. We both still have our lives apart as well as a life together. That's, that's something else I've appreciated. You've let me be me, but I've loved being Vern's wife. I've always loved that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Is that, that where we are? I know I this so. probably isn't kosher. And the oh, other two tacos didn't do it. But maybe you have a question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 We aren't finished. We still have some more to say, but I just thought I see some looks of astonishment that a marriage could last that long. In fact, uh, when I was coaching, working in athletics till 2008, I've had people say, Well, how long have you been married? And I said, And they said, Really? How could you be married that long? Well, the secret is get the right person and do it with the Lord's blessing. So there aren't any questions, but I have... <laughs> nobody has the, nobody courage, has to the courage to ask. What time is it? 11.31. Okay. Please... Married couples, engaged couples, if your spouse is with you, Tam, where are you going? Okay. <laughs> Come back, babe. <laughs> so... I would like all the married couples with your spouses, if your spouse is here, we know some 
couple of your spouses in here, if you would come forward and just make a semicircle here in front, please. This is our closing today. We'll wait on here. We'll no, wait on here. We'll be back. Come on. Come on. Stand side by side. The semicircle is facing us. Your backs are to the other people. Make it a little bigger. Can we back it up a little and go down the side? Okay. I know. Come on, Get, get Shauna. And we have to wait on Tim. Now we're going to ask you to do a terrible thing. Hold hands. Hold hands. Hold hands. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm not going to help no. Maybe ask that one in private. Yeah. Yeah. Are we all here? Okay. I'm going to, we are going to share with you six vital expressions of love that we strongly encourage you practice. You may do all these. And more. more power to you <coughs> and, more. and more, as Bevan said. But over the years, these pop to the surface. So we're going to share those with you in a challenge. And then we'd like to close in prayer for our marriages. And other relationships. A love that forgives. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, all our sins have been forgiven. The forgiving love he has shown us is essential in a marriage. It offers a fresh start. Without forgiveness, no marriage will ever last. And a love that serves. have to say it. I married a servant. Oh my. He spoils me. I tell him that's why I'm so sad. <laughs> Do you know your spouse's deepest needs? Loving him or her with a servant's heart is the best and quickest way to find out. Serve one another in love. A love that perseveres. <coughs> Marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. Our desire is that you are in it for the long haul. Persevering love sustains us through the trials of life, and the trials are what make our marriage real. A love that guards. Let him or her know that you'll do anything to keep that marriage together. The modern culture isn't all that keen on marriage, even though it's the backbone of our society.
Guarding love protects your heart and the heart of your spouse from the threats to your marriage. And believe me, there are a lot of them out there. A love that celebrates your spouse. That's right. Celebrate your marriage. What a gift the two of you have been given. Celebrating love equips you to maintain a satisfying emotional, physical, and spiritual connection with your mate. So celebrate it. A love that renews... No marriage will survive if either or both spouses constantly challenge its integrity. Renewing love establishes both husband and wife to regard the marriage covenant as unbreakable. Rejoice in the fact that you'll be together forever, even if you are someplace else for a little while, for better or worse. We're going to close in prayer. And I'm going to do my best to pray. (laughs) Lord, we're thankful for these men and women that we see in front of us. Each couple, each married person here today has had different situations to deal with in their lives and marriage. We ask, Lord, that as we continue from this day on, that you would help us better do marriage. Help us to be more honest. Help us to be loving. Help us to be more the other person and less of ourselves. Help us to serve rather than expect to be served. We thank you, Lord, for the way you've led each couple. Maybe there's some that are having a little trouble at this time. We ask that you would help them to bring those things to you. Maybe some marriages are just on top and everything is going great. Give the Lord the thanks for that. Anticipate the enemy trying to separate each of you. Defeat the enemy in your life each day, in our lives each day. And Lord, we're thankful for the love that you have for each (coughs) couple, each married person, each individual in this room today. We're thankful for your love for us and how you have forgiven us. And as we've spoken about that today, help us to be quick forgivers and not grudge holders and not remember. Help us to forget. Thank you for this day and this opportunity we've had. Thank you for the great music we had today ask that you bless each family as they return home. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat. Or you're you're excused as far as I know. Excused. You're not excused. (laughs) Oh, you'll be excused shortly. But, um... 
can, can we just... Can we just give everybody a hand if you were here last week and you were here for the marshals? Two weeks ago. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I hope that that these three weeks have benefited us. And and, and please know that that each of these are going to be available. This one will be available on um, our website, so you can you can download it, listen to it, save it, listen to it again. But uh, I, I think. The three perspectives that we have, you know, and each one's different, but each one is kind of a picture of, of God's grace and mercy and, and his love. Well, I, I'm not going to keep us long today, but if, if, if you've come here today and you need prayer, I want to make sure that before you leave that we get prayer. So if we could all, let, let's stand. If you, need, if you need prayer ministry, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, we'll make some time here at the end. So, um, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise for what you're doing in our, in our midst. We thank you for, for the marriages that are represented here in this room. And, Lord, we thank you for each individual who's here today and, and who is seeking after you. And I pray your blessing on us as we go from here today. Let your hand be with us. Keep us and bring us back again together safely. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer, I'll, I'll be here at the front. If, you, if, if you're one who likes to pray, please come and help. Um, God bless you. Have a great Sunday afternoon. Go Texans.